This is episode, I think, 18 of the ERG Movement podcast. It's unbelievable. Uh, 18 episodes in, there's been so much value provided. Not, and I'm not saying that from a me perspective, but we've had really great guests on the podcast. Um, but also, we've had really good discussions too. This is my first time trying this as a video stream, as an actual podcast episode. So um, I'm interested to see how it will go. I know for ERG leaders, I definitely encourage to try new things. You never know what is going to be the thing that really sticks with your audience. So I am modeling that behavior, or at least trying to, um, with trying a new thing here with this video episode podcast. Um, And even then, we're going to get into some visuals with this conversation, too. I think it'll be super helpful for you all to see um, what I'm talking about while I speak on it because we're we're having a pretty interesting conversation today. So who am I? All the things. Let me do a quick introduction. My name is Maceo and I am the founder of the ERG movement. I go by the ERG homegirl here on LinkedIn. I am all things employee resource groups. And as the ERG homegirl, I am employee resource groups, but also just explained simply and in my unique voice, I guess. Um, I talk true to myself. I, I speak like I speak. I do like I do. So you'll notice I'm not your average ERG person. But that being said, please do not sleep on the, the content that we're talking about and what we talk about in these sessions. Um, and this is one of those sessions. So like I said, excited to get into it. We're going to jump right in and I'll save the announcements. Um, for the end part. Okay. So what we're talking about today is the Fortune 500 list. Um, We're going to talk about what the Fortune 500 list is. Why does it matter when it comes to ERGs? Uh, Yeah, I I don't really know how to get into this. To be honest, I've, I've had this information since like January, and I've just been holding on to it because I didn't know how to present it to the ERG space um, in a way that wasn't like shady, in a way that actually does good for the ERG space. I didn't know where to start. So long story short, um, what is the Fortune 500 list? It's a list of all of the highest revenue grossing companies in the US. Um, There is a global list, but just know today we're talking specifically on like the US list, which is the one that's typically talked about. So it ranks all of the top 500 companies from a revenue grossing perspective. um, And that's what the list is. Now, in the ERG world, we often find ourselves having a need to kind of justify uh, employee resource groups. So executives will typically, they'll ask for some metrics behind why we do what we do or why we need ERGs or how ERGs impact the company. I see that a lot. Um, And what we'll typically do is we'll go on Google and we'll find a metric and we'll link it and we'll call it a day. Me personally, for those of you who don't know me, uh, I am not originally from the ERG industry at all. (laughs) That being said, um, well, let me double check that you all can hear me because actually now I'm saying comments. Oh, hey, good morning. I didn't even see that there were people in here. Like I said, this is new. I'm trying something new here. So that's actually really cool that I can see you all's comments and stuff. So hello, everyone. Um, But yeah, so with that, what was I saying? I just did not know that comments were possible. Trying new things, trying new things. Um, Oh, yeah. So we often find ourselves justifying things to executives. We look on Google and we just take it for what it is. Me personally, being that I'm not from the ERG industry and when I did enter into the ERG industry, like, I question everything, and for good reason, I think. Um, in general, um, I don't know. In general, how things were being done across different companies, things that seem to me like common sense, and it's not shade at anybody. Um, but for me, it just seemed like common sense because, once again, I don't come from a D&I background. I come from, like, business development. And even when I say the where I come from, Really, in reality, again, for those of you who don't know me, I actually come from support. I don't, I don't, I didn't go to college. I didn't do any of that stuff, but it's just, I studied this stuff. Like, this is what interests me as a person. Like, truly, business development, operations, marketing, I love it. So, when I came into the ERG industry and I became an ERG leader and then a program manager, 
So many things that were happening just didn't make sense. And when I really started to dive into the numbers, which is a conversation we'll have another day, um, but a lot of the numbers, even that I was seeing in the ERG space, I began to question um, some of those. So for instance, I've seen a lot of people say things like, yes, there's proof that employee resource groups improve retention. Like someone is more likely to stay at a company. They're part of an ERG. I've never seen it in the numbers. Even when I see a number, what is the source of that number is what I ask all of the time because I'm all for it. I'm all for using data to back a concept, but only if it's proven data. Um, and I've never seen it. And that's a conversation for another day that I will definitely love to get into, but that's not the number we're talking about today. Um, I've also seen other numbers, but the one that we're talking about that I did see a lot over and over and over again in the ERG space was 90% of Fortune 500 companies have employee resource groups. I saw this in reports, in articles. I saw this everywhere. And this was about like November of last year when I really started to look into this because it just didn't, it seemed like a lot, you know? And there's a reason why all of this matters. I'm not just saying putting this number on blast for no reason. There's a reason why all of this matters. But in the meantime, just know that's the number we're discussing. And as we do this, um, this will be, again, my first time kind of doing this whole thing here. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to share my screen because apparently you can do that. Um, and I want you all to follow along with me. I'm going to look. Uh, at the comments and you all let me know if you can see the screen here um because again all first time we're just going to see how it goes um but basically i want you all to follow along with this you can literally type these things into your computer just to see how i'm not not that i think that you would think i'm making this up but like so you can experience the same journey of interest maybe even of frustration to some point um, and I know StreamYard is like a little bit delayed with the comments, so it might actually take a second for me to see uh, if you all do see my screen. Okay, awesome. I appreciate you. So I do see it. You all can see. So even if you are listening, um, just listening and you can't see, just know that you can always do this later. Just type into Google. 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs. You will see that this statistic is everywhere. Everywhere. It's like, Okay, I'm with it. And I think that, again, if we're talking to an executive and we're telling them, okay, yeah, we need ERGs at our company. We're like, our company's about to go into hyper growth or whatever. And we are using this statistic um, as something that helps to prove our point. Wouldn't we want to make sure that it's a correct statistic? And another thing on why this, well, we'll get into why it matters because I'm really it's kind of about to be a rant. Maybe this is a side of me that you all haven't really seen too much. Um, but when I say I'm passionate about ERGs, like I love them so much, but I'm so frustrated with the ERG industry in general. Um, and this is like one of the exact reasons why I'm frustrated. Uh, so anyway, I'm like jumping ahead. I'm all over the place. Like I said, oh, we're getting raw, authentic Maceo today. I'm trying to lean into it a little bit more. So. I did some research myself, all right? Here is me, like, obviously this is after the fact I'm typing this in, but in general, this is back in November, I just started looking up the statistic. Where is the root of this from? Where are people getting this information from? So where do we go from there? The first, well, the main thing that a lot of people sourced. So whenever you see different articles talk about this statistic, it's this Forbes article that comes up, all right? Um, and this article is from 2017, keeping in mind that uh, part of the ERG movement, ERGs 2.0, is saying that coming out of the, the world events that happened in 2020, um, ERGs are completely different. We have to approach ERGs different, especially to have long-term result results. Yes, ERGs have been around for over 50 years, but for them to continue to be around, for them to have the impact that we want them to have, Long term, we have to do them differently. That's what it's all about. So all that to say, in general, it's kind of problematic to source an article from before 2020 when ERGs were in a completely different space. Never mind that. But the article in general, 
this is these are all just like gifs that I put in here. So it's just going to kind of keep repeating um, just for context for you all who's like, why is why are you clicking everywhere? I'm not. It's just a gif that's like constantly repeating. So the article is literally titled 90 percent of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs. But the second half of that title is really um, about how they're not really being leveraged for gender equality. Right. Why does this matter? So this is not. The article is titled that, so people are sourcing it consistently. And maybe it's also because it's in Forbes. And again, no shame to the person, no shade to the person who actually has this article. Like, this is not that type of conversation. I'm just pointing out, like, I'm trying to get to the root of it, right? So in this article, they're really talking about women's ERGs. And if you've ever seen me speak about the history of ERGs, um, one of the things is that before 2020, women's ERGs were really, like, the push. There was a push for them. Um, and like revolutionizing women's ERGs because coming out of the Me Too movement of 2016, um, like the community of women within organizations, within companies, they were now like calling their companies, like calling to action. Is that the word? They wanted to see things change now. So women's ERGs had this huge fire behind them. Um, so it makes sense that this article in 2017 was about women's ERGs, but also just like in general, even with the LGBTQ community, like how are we helping to further gender equality through ERGs? Okay. Yes. That all makes perfect sense. Anyway, the source of that though, I'm trying to understand where we get this number that 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs came from. So in that, there's a link you can see here. You can literally, like I said, follow along with me because this is when I went to take these GIFs, this was like 30 minutes before this session started. So you all can literally see that, that all of this is still accurate. So when I went to do that, it actually clicks open to a, a 404 error page. That's fine. Like even the 404 error page, it says mistakes happen. Completely true. I'm not, again, this is not any shade at article in of itself, but I just need to know where it's coming from. Now, that being said, I did find this Bentley University report that is being referenced here. Um, I had to go like, I didn't go through Forbes. I just looked it up, Bentley ERG report. And basically this is where it's going to link you to if you do try to find it. It's called Taking Employee Resource Groups to the Next Level. For those of you who are listening audio, again, you can play this back later and do it live or you can just search in your own time and you'll see all the same things. But this is the report it's going to take you to. So Taking ERGs, to the next level. This article is from 2016, to be clear, which makes sense. The first one, the Forbes one was in 2017. It's referencing something that was written in 2016 now. So we're going even further back, even less relevant to where the current state of things, which is nothing. Corporations in 2016, not the same as 2023 at all. But I digress. Now going into this article, I am like, okay, cool. Let's see. Like, where are they getting Did they do a study? Is that how they came up with it? No. I go here and they actually have another reference. So this is just in their like quick fact sheet. Basically, it says approximately 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERG and they reference to a different article. You all see where I'm going here? Like, okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So now I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I didn't, I feel like if we're using this statistic as frequently as we are, it would be more readily available on like, where are the facts behind it? Like, I'm like going through a rabbit hole. Okay, cool. This is from 2016. Interesting. This is where the Bentley article references or report. This is a separate report that the Bentley report is referencing. So it started with Forbes. Then we went to Bentley University. Now we're at this EARN report. Um, and when I do that, keep in mind this EARN report, actually, I didn't see a date from when it was, but obviously it had to be even before 2016 at this point. Um, this was the quote. Uh, ERGs, also known as affinity groups or business resource groups, are found in 90% of Fortune 500 companies and are gaining additional business support across the country. No shade at any of these organizations. But where are we getting this number from? I don't understand 
this, this, like, okay, it's just being stated as a blanket statement fact. We're at 90% and really kind of growing, essentially. Where is this coming from? Okay, that was basically the end of that first rabbit hole. So I said, okay, clearly they got this number from somewhere. Where did they get this number from? Doing some more research, a separate report that you will find that comes up a lot is this Mercer report. Um, and it'll look like this when you do eventually get to it, because I did a lot of searching, trust me, to find out where are we getting this from. And in this Mercer report, keep in mind, you can see the date here, January 2011. We're now in 2011 talking about employee resource group. Again, completely different landscape at the time. So in this report, um, basically what happened, and do I have it here? Cool. Yeah, this is what it looks like when you open it up. Um, basically what the report's contents are is like they surveyed uh, 74. They had 74 participants in like a survey. 64 of them were surveyed like on an online survey. So basically like they were just asking companies, hey, build this out so we can learn about your company. You all will probably see a lot of these even today happening where it's like, build this out and we'll learn about your company. 10 of them were interviewed. So like 10 of the companies out of the 74 were interviewed. The other 64 just completed an online survey. And that's what the contents of this report is basically breaking down what they learned. However, I looked up 90. I even looked up like the actual word 90. I don't see anything in this report. And I've looked through it. Feel free. I would love for you all to take a look at it and let me know yourselves. But I've looked through it. Um, I don't see anywhere that this 90% fact. And you'll see this, I, it's kind of confusing because it's like showing the Bentley University thing before. This is the Mercer report, right? That will come up a lot. This is what they're referencing. I don't see it in here. And even more so, where is this information coming from again? Even though at this point, it's completely irrelevant where it's coming from because now we're back in 2011. Nevertheless, what's happening here. So another one, I have two more for you. I really was trying to find like you're anyway. Okay. Next one after the Mercer, another one that you'll see a lot quoted is this top MBA article, which really after reading it is more of like, I don't want to say an opinion piece because it is factual. And this is again, not shade at any specific person because this number has been thrown around for years. So when you say something like 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs, it's like, okay, this is a fact beyond me. I don't even need to find the source because it's so obvious. Okay. This article was put out in 2014. Originally, it was updated in 2021. Um, but I don't know what was updated. But therefore, I will say it was published in 2014. I'm guessing that they probably were quoting um, that Mercer, not even that Mercer one, but the Earn article that we talked about before that came in 2011. Or no, no, no. In 26, actually, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to quote the Mercer article too, because that one happened in 2011. Point is, point is. There's a fact here, but there's no reference to where the information is coming. I've seen companies who like talk about ERGs and stuff quote this exact article as their source of 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERG. When I don't even like, I didn't know that it was, I don't know how it's okay to quote an article that doesn't have like facts behind it. And this is, I just, this is something that me personally, I just don't understand how it, it works. Like, like I said, I'm not from the ERG industry. I'm not from like corporate industry in general, even. So I'm not sure how quoting an article works, but I just, I need to know the fact behind it if we're quoting a fact. And all these things, keep in mind, because you all can do it and you can follow along with it too, your executives can do the same thing. Which is why I really was having like an internal conflict with do I talk about this or not? Because executives could be watching this stream right now and say, wow, like this is really making me question everything about ERGs. Yeah, me too. Me too. Anyone can, can do this and just be confused. Okay. Last one. Last one. This is, this one is really interesting too. Uh, 
at this point, I've looked, we're getting these same three resources. We check good old Wikipedia, right? What do you all have? Because they also had the same number on here as well. Almost 90% of ERG, of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs. Okay, great. What they quote is an article so old that is it's in the internet archives. That's literally what this this um website that comes up is called. It's called the Wayback Machine of Internet Archives. Okay. An article from 2007. We're at 2007 now with how far back this goes. Now, granted, I will say this article, you all all need to read it. All of you all need to read it Um, because there's some huge other conversations that need to be had in the ERG space. Um, Please, this will be like a pre-read to one of our future conversations. We have a few conversations with this Fortune 500 report, but a future conversation we're going to talk about what's spoken about in this article. As a matter of fact, I've reached out to the person who wrote this article because I need them to, we need to hear directly from a lawyer some of the things that are happening in the ERG space. And like, we need to hear from a lawyer for real. But just know, in the meantime, um, what this article had on ERGs, and this GIF is just like, keep it rotates a lot. So I'm trying to catch it when it stops. Okay. So basically, they do the same thing where they just have a quote. The quote just says 90% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs. No reference. Where this information is coming from is just a sentence, really. At this point, we're in 2007. I don't even need, I don't even care about the source at this point. Maybe there is a chance that someone did. Because in 2007, I don't even know if you could, like, just look up if, if companies have ERG. Like, point is, I don't know how that this information came about. I believe, I will say, I hypothesize, based on back in 2007, um, that this was just an estimate. And it was taken as fact and was, was put out everywhere. I really, I, I'm, I'm going to start showing some of these comments. Because <laughs> this is, I agree completely. It was completely wild when I first saw this. A lot of performative media 100% agree on that comment too. Like, just baffled at the fact that this is being used everywhere. This matters. I'm going to loop it back to why this matters to us. But truly, it's like, this, do we not fact check anything anymore in the ERG space? Like I said, this is not the only example of a statistic that's being put out here at mass or that's really just an opinion it's never been proven once and i don't come from like i said i didn't go to college but i know the basics of a of an actual science experiment how you have to have a controlled environment for it to be like if it's an uncontrolled environment it can't be a fully like conclusive experiment what what do i say why does that link back to what i'm trying to say um let me link my brain was going somewhere with that. But, oh, it's all that to say, like, I know if the numbers aren't there, like, that's just a basic fact of life in terms of, like, how an experiment has to work. So with this, if we're going to, we have to have a controlled environment. We, uh, let's just restart that whole thing. My brain was going somewhere, and then it got completely lost. That's, like, the passion, the frustration. But going back to it, the point is, we have to use the right numbers. That matters. With the ERG movement, one of our main values, and I've posted about this before, is integrity, like operating in integrity. It matters because once one thing is questioned, everything can now be questioned. And the fact that there are, like that this statistic is on so many huge platforms, so many people who talk about ERGs are using a statistic that's not even real, is can now justify people questioning everything else about employee resource groups. For me, someone who cares about employee resource groups, someone who's seen how it can change lives if done properly, it can change company cultures if done properly. ERGs have such a huge impact. I, I'm literally dedicating my career to ERGs, which 
at this rate may not exist in 10 years because we can't even get the basic numbers down. So um, I heard someone say earlier, earlier today, funny enough, I was listening to a song by Russ. I don't know if there's any Russ fans here. I doubt it. We're usually a lonely crowd. But he said uh, the best way to complain about something is to create it yourself. Um, so that's what I did. Long story short, I pulled a list of all of the Fortune 500 companies from 2022 and one by one looked up each and every single one. How I did this was I looked on their company page, so their careers page, um, to see if they had anything about ERGs, um, employee groups, BRGs, affinity groups. I looked up all the names. I know that there's a ton of variations. We'll get into that too. Um, I looked on their company pages. I also looked on their LinkedIn pages to see maybe did someone from their company post about um, their ERGs. Like, let's just say maybe their careers page doesn't talk about them, but did someone say like, oh, I'm at this really cool ERG event for this company. You know, is that, is it there? Has the company itself ever just posted on LinkedIn, although it's not on their company page? Or um, I also checked, so let's see. I went through LinkedIn. I went through their websites, just general articles, like maybe they were quoted in a different article talking about their ERG program. I researched each and every Fortune 500 company. Like I said, this is a journey I went through back in like November. So the process of researching and things like that, I'll say this is accurate as of January 2023, because that's when I finished the list. All right. It took me about a month to go through them all. As of January 2023, the numbers that I give you are 100% accurate, and I encourage you to use them. I, I will say, if you could quote the ERG movement, great. That would be great. But I will just say what we're actually going to get to. These are facts that you can trust um, as of January 2023. All right. So we're going to get into these. Um, is there anything else I want to say before we get into them? I guess not really. Like I said, you all can definitely look up all of the things that we just discussed in your own time, on your own browsers. You can see I'm not making this up. You can see that there's, this is just one of the many things that I think secretly we all know in the ERG space is like, eh, it's a little bit shady, but we might let it go just because we need a number to give. But this will eventually come back and bite us if we continue with these type of practices. Guaranteed, it will come back and bite us. Actually, right now, it's already starting to come back and bite a lot of companies with a de-investing in ERGs. We're not even going to get into the whole DNI de-investment conversation. Just in ERGs themselves, because they are often so closely linked with DNI, they are also experiencing the results of what's happening in the broader world or with corporations and their take on diversity and belonging. Again, a conversation for another day. But how can we, people who are in these roles, um, change the narrative on ERGs? And part of that is by actually using like real facts. It's not a bad thing. Um, thanks for joining, Robin. Uh, it's not a bad thing when executives are asking for numbers. That's actually their job. Like as a as a company executive, you would not want to pour money into something just based off of feelings. We have to actually base things off of facts. That is like what the ERG movement is all about. It's bringing together the business and actual like best business practices aside from the actual corporation that you're in itself. But like how should a business operate and taking those principles and applying it to ERGs and in a real life business corporation? Never would you ever want to falsify information to fit your narrative. As a matter of fact, I think that there was just, um, I think that there was just like a something about that with one of the banks and like they invested in some company, some small company that like falsified information and it's a whole big thing. That's like based on, based on a feeling essentially that, that founder might've been like, look, I actually don't have the numbers but I know that this is going to be big. So maybe they just came up with some fake numbers. Same, And then they got investment. They got a whole, a whole bunch of money from it. They convinced people of a narrative that fit 
their hypothesis, but it was not real. Same exact thing right now. I mean, obviously it's different, but same concept really, where yes, we know we have this strong feeling ERGs are good. They're going to make such a huge impact, all these things, but that does not give us the right to just like to come up with random numbers to fit the narrative that we're trying to explain, right? Okay. I think I've made that point clear. I think we're good. So that being said, going back to the main topic um, or the main question, which is what is the actual number then? How many, actually, I'm trying to share my screen again. Again, this is the first time we're trying new things. Okay, cool. How many companies out of the 2022 Fortune 500 list have ERGs? I'm going to give you all a second to drop in the chat. Out of 500, how many of them do you think have ERGs? And while you do that, I'll just go on a, another small mini tangent um, and say, like, the point of me showing this number is not necessarily to say, oh, it's such a huge difference. Oh, it's different. There is a difference from the one that's being put out. Um, but the point of this conversation is not about the actual number. The point of this conversation is, actually, I think I've already touched on that point. Just like a call to action for everyone to like double check whatever numbers you have on your internet site, on your, if you work with ERGs, on your blogs, double check any numbers that you have. Because any number that you have that's not an actual fact can really compromise the ERG industry. Okay, that's cool. Um, I see some of the answers in the chat. And the closest one, uh, it's kind of hard to have a closest one. I would probably say, Molly, that you're the closest one. Um, but it's still a little bit of a difference. So of the 500 lists, 398 of them have at least one ERG. I have to have that statement of at least one ERG as a caveat because ERG program is not the same as like a singular ERG, especially when some of these are kind of equally focused on their customers who are from this community and the employees. So it's not specifically like an employee resource group, but we'll just call it for the sake of this conversation an ERG. Um, and yes, of that 79.6, which I know rounds up to 80, but just so you have, all have the full context, 79.6% of Fortune 500 companies have at least one employee resource group. That is the quote that you can take. Now, that being said, that being said, let's talk, let's rewind for a second and talk about the Fortune 500 report. Because there is a very fundamental question of why are we referencing this report? Like, why did this even come up as a conversation? Like, why? the Fortune 500 companies having ERGs, why does that even matter? So again, for those of you who don't know what the Fortune 500 report is, it is breaking down top companies, private companies, and public companies by revenue based on their previous fiscal year, right? So that being said, it has them in order. I think the top three off the top of my head you would think after looking at this report for so long, I would know. I'm just going to look it up simultaneously in my list. But I know the top one is Walmart. The second one is, I believe, I would like to say Amazon. But, of course, my list is not pulling up right now. But anyway, that's what it is. I'll find that in a second. Um, it is used as a benchmark to indicate the health and the growth of the American corporate sector. This is what... This is the definition I got, obviously, off the internet, because I don't really speak like that. But it's a benchmark. Like, obviously, if you have a high revenue amount, that is typically going to be a good indicator of where you are in general um, with your company. So that being said, uh, it's also just U.S. companies. There is a global one. I did mention that at the top. But just know that the global one um, is not the one that's being referenced that was referenced originally. Therefore, that's not the one I'm talking about today. 
granted, I do think that that is a conversation to be had and that we will have in the future. But in the meantime, we're literally just talking about um, the the mainstream one. So the U.S. focused Fortune 500 report. So for U.S. based companies, they can also be global, like have global presence, but they're based in the U.S. Okay. Um, okay. Top three. I'll even go to top five because I have it up now. Number one is Walmart. Number two is Amazon. Number three is Apple. Number four is CVS Health. And number five is United Health. Those are the top five. Just for context, just in case you were curious. Um, I didn't know that. So that being said, um, another note, another note that I want to keep in mind. So going back to the fundamental question, why is this even being used? Um, revenue. So how much money a company made, it's only really one measure of success. So that's why it's like kind of like, mm, but just because a company made a lot of money, does that mean that this is who we want to model our ERGs after or even use as a best practice? Maybe, maybe that's what executives care about. But we also, we need to know the context behind this report. So when we use facts like this and say 79 or 80, 79.6, or 80% of Fortune 500 companies have at least one ERG. When we use this statistic, we actually have context on what this means for our company. So just because a company is on this list, that does not actually mean that they were profitable. So these top companies might not have actually like had top profit. They just might have made the most money. But if their profit margins are like this, what does it mean? What does it all mean, right? Um, it does not measure like their innovation, their progressiveness, it doesn't measure their company culture or employee satisfaction, none of that. So just keep this in mind. I'm not saying don't use this metric because it's still, I think that an executive might, that might be enough for them to see. But also let's note, like this is not a really good, I'm not going to say it's not good. But it is just based off of the top companies from a revenue-based perspective. That's all it's telling you right now is what they're doing. It does not give any additional context to those companies and to it actually being a best practice. Even for organizations who do like these reports where they break down um, companies, it doesn't actually mean that that's a best practice either. These just so happen to be the companies that are in the network of the people who put out this survey who answer. But that doesn't make it a best practice. The ERG movement, ERGs 2.0, is all about best practices. It's all about these are principles that have worked in actual business corporations. Again, I'm not talking about like, oh, this is the company that has the best ERG program. I'm saying how an actual corporation is run, how a business is run. This is these principles that have been taken. We're applying it to ERGs. That is what the ERG movement is all about. I'm going on a tangent again because I was going somewhere with, that. but the point of that, it had a point to it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so yes, it seems like when we do use the statistic and say, um, oh, the the old one, which actually we won't even mention that one anymore because it's old news. We've already proven. That's not at all relevant. So we'll even say, as we move forward and say 80% of Fortune 500 companies have at least one ERG, just know um, that really what that is almost kind of sounding like is uh, companies, yeah, they made a lot of money and they have this program, so we should too. Again, these same companies who made a lot of money, they could literally be, they could be bleeding money at the same time. So Keeping that in mind, it's almost like saying like the richest kids in school are, they do this and we should copy them, which I think we all understand like why that doesn't really make sense. And I do just want to put it out here. Again, I'm speaking to everyone who's in positions that are like managing ERGs or even if you are an ERG leader and you want to use some statistics you have to understand these are the thoughts that will go through your executive's brain. Not all of them. Some of them are cool with just seeing a statistic, but if they're actually saying and they're weighing the pros and cons of this program, this might be something that they think about. Like, 
yeah, Walmart does it, but we're not trying to even be like Walmart. Like, we're not even trying to be a Fortune 500 company. I don't know why a company might say that. I'm sure that there's something there. But if they're not aiming to be this, why does it matter? So as we use that, let's just keep that in mind. Um, cool, cool. Let's see. Is there any? Yeah. I also have here that if the original number was correct, the 90% that will never be spoken of after this point here, um, that would actually mean that there's been a decrease in um, ERG. Yeah, that there's been an, a decrease in like ERG representation at different Fortune 500 companies. Um, granted, that number was never proven. But if we are quoting something here, just know that if we're saying that that original number was fact, the, the narrative would be that there's actually been a decrease from ERG representation. It's good to know. If our executives come to us with this, I would much rather me, someone who cares about ERGs, be the one to bring this up versus someone who's like, we should get rid of them. And here's why. So you all can now use this kind of like as, as you can know this in advance. So you're prepared. We're going to also talk about the perks of like this data. It's not all bad information. It's not all bad and like negative, but it's just good to know. Okay. So starting fresh, here's our new statistic that we're going by. Okay, cool. Also, yes, I am releasing a actual report of all the learnings I have from this. This will be after the third session here. Today, we're just talking about which companies have which ERGs. Um, next week, we'll be discussing names and like how these different ERG groups were named, like the pros and cons, and maybe um, just some considerations as we look at our ERGs names. I'm sorry, I laugh because there's actually some in there that like they really cracked me up. Like I'm actually surprised that some of these were allowed to be named the way that they were. But we're going to be talking about that next week. And then the following week, we're actually even going to look at the logos. That's what I'm super excited about, too. Um, because I a lot of people, like, they just ask me about, like, best logo practices, et cetera. So we actually are wrapping up internally the project of getting all the logos from the Fortune 500 companies that have ERGs. This way you all will have, like, a nice little logo database. Um, so as you all think about revamping your ERG programs, logos potentially, especially if they're currently disjointed and they don't have that united kind of uniform look that still has a little bit of flavor that speaks to each ERG program, you'll have something to base it off of. So I'm really excited to get into those conversations. The report will be coming out after that third conversation. So excited for that as well. Now, 15, 17 minutes left. So let me get into what we're looking at. So Fortune 500, yes, 398 out of 500. Now let's just say that you wanted to even make this like shorten, make the pool smaller. You can look at the Fortune 100 to so the top 100 companies where that number goes up to 80%. If we want to go up one step high or maybe one step lower, I don't know how we want to say it, but Fortune 50, so top 50 companies, that number is actually 90%. And if we would just want to say the top 10, the Fortune 10 companies, it is 100%. All of them have ERGs. Those are real numbers that we can use. Accurate as of January 2023. Okay? I think we're all on the same page here, but these are, it's just nice to have the real numbers here. Um, now, what does this say? Is potentially there could be a link between a high revenue grossing company uh, being able to invest more so in ERG programs or having an interest in it. There is a difference there. Um, but there, there are some hypotheses that we can actually factually draw from this data versus just throwing out things in the air that don't make any sense. Now, granted, this is still not a controlled experiment. This is, I think, where I was trying to go with the controlled experiment piece. This is still not a controlled experiment because each of these companies, they might be in different industries. So that might be a sway on if they have ERGs or not. Their employee count might be a sway on if they have ERGs or not. There's so many other breakdowns here, but at least, at least if we're keeping it surface level, this is what we got. Top grossing revenue, top revenue grossing companies. Here we are. So 
some other questions that came out of this. Is there a correlation between the companies that went up in their ratings and the ones that have ERGs? What does this question mean? Fortune 500 list also tells you which company rolls um, in their revenue, like in their, what am I trying to say? Which company rated one through 10 went up? So in that case, they were in the 20th place last year. Now they're in the 15th place. So they've gone up on the Fortune 500 list. Is there a correlation between the companies that actually went up in the list and the ones that have ERGs? Because that could tell us something interesting if there were, if it was true, right? Then um, we could say reasonably that, oh, companies, at least in 2022, like the 2022 list, companies that went up in this list, they all had ERGs. Like that could be a story, right? Factually, um, no, there's no correlation here. Actually, looking at it, um, granted, 71% of the company, I mean, 70%, 70.1% um, of the companies that went up in the rankings had ERGs. So it's still the majority. On the opposite end, though, playing devil's advocate, as they say, companies that went down, 86% of them had ERGs. Not saying that there's a correlation, and it's important again. This is not a controlled experiment. All of these companies have different, they're in different industries. They have different employee counts. All these, there's so many different factors to this. But just know, if you were to try to push that narrative and say, oh, the companies that increased their revenue, they all had, no, that's not a fact. That's not a fact, so let's not say it. And just an interesting one was that companies that stayed the same, 19 of them were like the exact same in the rankings. 78% of them had it. I think, personally, let's not go that route. Let's just keep it surface level at the first one that we mentioned. 80% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs. If executives do ask, this is still really good information to have, though. It's really good to, to note. Um, like, if they were to be like, oh, well, how many of them, like, did they increase? We can know. I, honestly, no. But I think it's more important this first number that we mentioned, you know, we don't have to get into if they increase or not. Anyway, so another question I had to ask coming off this, is there a best practice for, based on employee count? What am I trying to ask here in general? Um, is it that companies with more employees have, are more likely to have ERGs? Very, yeah, that was a question I had. Because I've been asked this a lot, you know? So here's what we have. Here's what we have. Oh, one of them isn't highlighted, but whatever. I'll say, for those of you all who've never, like, heard me speak, this isn't, like, my formal presentation type style. This is just, we need some visuals to go with what we're talking about today type of style. So for context. So I think that if we are going to go with the number that's relevant to our, our organization, especially if we're in hyper growth, we're hoping to get to a place where we're going to have over 10,000 employees within the next couple of years. Just know that 90% of Fortune 500 companies in 2022, the, of the 2022 list, we can actually say in 2023, because like I said, I finished this in 2023. But anyway, with 10,000 or more employees have at least one ERG. That's a, that's a number we can go with. That's something that we can use to executives with integrity. We can even break this down more so and have it tailored to our organization. An interesting observation here is that it seems almost, and this is kind of out of order too, so it might be kind of confusing. I do wish I had it a little bit swip-flop, but hopefully you all can just follow. Um, and companies with more than 100,000 employees, 90% of them had ERGs. Companies with over 50,000 also, 90, basically 91% of them had ERGs. Companies with over 20,000, 86% had ERGs. Companies with over 10,000, also around 90%, which I have to, I have to double check because this is a strange. Like I said, I think as I was building this presentation, it got swip swap, but so bear with me on that end, right? Just bear with me on that end. But the interesting one, the one that I know is for a fact, um is the one at the bottom it's ironic i know um we're talking about like integrity and stuff like that and i have these swip swap look bear with me okay 
first time trying this presentation mode, if I was just reading off my notes, it would be something quite different. Um, just the irony of that, of myself. It cracks me up. Less than 10,000. So if you're a company with less than 10,000, 56, I'm sorry, 59 out of 99 of them. So 56%, really about 57 if we round up, had ERGs. It is still more than half, but it's definitely a lower number for sure, right? Just keeping it in mind. Again, if we're going to speak to executives, what a narrative that we can just say then, if we have less than 10,000 employees, is more than half of Fortune 500 companies with under 10,000 employees have ERGs. We don't want to say, we don't want to use maybe if they're to ask, um, it might do more damage to start off with that 80% of Fortune 500 companies have ERGs because then if they are to follow up and say, well, how many of them with our employee count? And you're to say, well, that's more so towards 57%. That might be a lot harder to hear than maybe starting with that 57% and saying more than half of them have ERGs versus just going in with a high number and then having to dial it back. Another interesting observation is that under 1,000 employees, none of them had ERGs. Now, this is not to say that if your organization doesn't have 1,000 employees that you shouldn't. This is from the Fortune 500 list. I will also note that of those, um, all of them were like in the what, mechanic, mechanical industry. So I do think that there is a, not even I think, even from what I've seen and what we'll discuss uh, in next week's episode, there is a correlation between the mechanic, like the blue collar industry, not having ERGs versus like the white collar industries. Hate to word it like that, but like, yeah, there's a huge. So all three of these that are under a thousand, just know that they are likely not the type of industry that you're in. But keep it in mind, because you wouldn't want your executive to confront you with this information. Um, so, yeah. And I'll just say, even for context, like I said, I think I got the percentages mixed up when I was just like swapping them. But just know the actual numbers of like 339 out of 376, that's completely accurate. 55 out of 61, that's completely accurate. So whatever that math, math out to, I'm actually going to live just check. Just because y'all... Like, I want y'all to know, like, I'm very about, like, operating in integrity here. That first one is actually 90.6, but 339 over 376. Oops. Op yeah, 339 over 376 equals. I'm doing the nails. The nails are doing a thing. 376 equals. Okay. Oh, actually, fun fact. I shouldn't have questioned my math. Something y'all probably don't know about me, fun fact, is that I, although I didn't go to college, like, I was a math nerd. Like, I was an AP calculus in 10th grade. I very well could have gone to college. I just didn't. All that to say, my numbers were actually correct. They were just strange. Like, it's just a coincidence. Um, but for the over 10,000 employees one, that is actually 90.159, which rounds up to 90.6. So, all that to say. My math was mathing. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It just looked interesting. I didn't notice like next to each other that they were the exact same number. So there we go. Back to it. So all that to say, that was another question that I had. And this is, these are actual data facts that we can share from here. Um, do I have anything else? Oh, before we go to that, that's going to be interesting for us to discuss. Because we really don't have time to get into it today. So I think we're going to get into it next week. Or we're going to break down what ERGs people have. Because um, that's really big. But I want to give you all a second just to take it in. Because um, these are some very interesting observations. Fortune 500 companies and what ERGs exist within their companies. And it's over 398 because, again, 398 of them had ERGs. So we're using the, the, the denominator as the companies that have ERGs. So the top one would definitely be women. 320 out of those 398 have women's ERGs. Isn't it interesting, though? You would think 
that like a women's ERG is core to any ERG program. You would think that every that that it would be higher than 80%, but it's actually not. Very interesting. We looked at all of them when I tell you it's so it's very intriguing. Not every ERG program has a women's ERG. Um second one is actually the LGBTQ ERG. Um even when I was looking at the Fortune 50, which I didn't put here just because that would be a lot of numbers on the screen. But even when I looked at the top 50, it was still consistently the number two. The number three is actually military. Fun fact, a lot of companies that have one um, ERG, it's typically a military ERG. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I did see Molly's question. I know she had to hop, but I did see Molly's question. Oh, that's not the one. She sent it earlier. Curious about how many companies have just one ERG but made the list. I will look that. I will have that ready for next week's conversation because that is a great question. And if you all have any questions coming out of this that you want to discuss, um, make sure to DM them to me. I will be sure to cover them in next week's. I will. I love jumping into the the data and just to see what we have here. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to me knowing the history of ERGs that black ERGs are number four on the most popular list based on the fact that the black ERG was like the original one. This is not even just me talking as a black woman. It's just interesting seeing like coming from where ERG started and how just the evolution of them. And now, um, it's number four on the list. Just a very interesting observation. So. There's a lot of things, again, hypotheses that can be taken from this. We're going to jump into them next week along with how they're named. So for each of the Fortune 500 companies, I have the list of their names, of each of those ERG's names. So we're going to get into all of the different names. So for instance, for Walmart, what are the names of their ERG's? Um, very interesting. Very interesting. I'm just going to say it like that and we'll leave it at that. So it's been an interesting conversation. I can't believe it's been an hour and it's felt really good. I think honestly, just speaking um, in my authentic voice, because it made the hour actually a lot more fun um, for me versus like trying to like make it sound very nice or very polished because good information doesn't have to come in the most corporate friendly professional way whatever that's just that's my take on it and that's one of the reasons why i actually love ergs couple of announcements couple of announcements um well even before we get to announcements so we have three minutes so i'll just say coming out of this conversation what is the point of knowing this fortune 500 report what are the benefits thing one as you all have conversations at your organization of what ergs should we have again based on like the popular kid method i don't know if this is a good determination of like if this is valid to your community. I think that that's a separate conversation um, to have in a separate podcast episode, but it could be a sway in you determining. Um, I will also say, again, takeaways from this is data integrity. Let's make sure the numbers that we're using are actual and factual um, and that we're not just using something to build our narrative because executives will see right through that and they will use it against us if they don't want the program. Um, real metrics build trust. And we need to have the same, we need to have alignment across the ERG industry to push trust in what the, the impact of ERGs could potentially be. All right, to the announcements, thing one that I'm super duper excited about, the ERG movement community is moving. We are moving out of Slack, not because I don't love Slack, I love it dearly, but we've had so many people reach out um, that are like, look, I just, I don't have teams. Um, you know, I mean, I have teams. I don't have Slack. Are we, we're not allowed to use Slack. So they can't be part of the movement. So we're moving to a platform where it is user-friendly for everyone, despite what you use. So if you want updates about that, make sure that you're subscribed to the ERG movement. Um, you can go to the ergmovement.com and check out our site. Um, and at the bottom, you can subscribe. Thing two, we have a very exciting podcast episode coming out on Thursday with Monique Jackson. Super, that that conversation was so bomb. So looking forward to it. And lastly, there are some events happening with the ERG community. Um, one of them, I will just shout out the Bergs. Um, 
make sure to check out, especially if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they're having a Juneteenth event. It looks like it's going to be super dope, sponsored by the ERG movement. So if you're in the area, check it out. All right, we're at exactly one hour. Appreciate you all, and I'll see you all next time. <laughs>